Do you want to get hashtag hired at Boldly? This amazing military spouse-friendly company hires executive assistants, project managers, legal specialists, and social media experts in every industry you can think of. If you want a shot at this W-2 part-time opportunity with an amazing organization, you need to catch all the juicy application tips from their recruiting manager that we explore in this conversation. Let's chat with her right now. Welcome to the Burt Force Podcast. Our show helps active duty military spouses plan virtual careers. Each week, we'll be uncovering the secrets of virtual work to help get you hashtag hired. If you want income sustainable from anywhere in the world, this is the show for you. We are bringing you everything from juicy job opportunities to advice on how to glow up for a virtual interview. And now let's meet our host. She's the change maker responsible for getting over 700 military spouses hashtag hired and making a $15 million impact in the military community. Burt Force founder, professional speaker, remote staff augmentation specialist, visionary. Here's our host, Kimber Hill. Hey, Burt Force listener. Boldly is a premium subscription staffing company who is hyper military spouse friendly. Their services are constantly in demand. They have a wait list for clients they can service. So they're hiring at least five new team members every month. They're W-2, part-time, you earn paid time off. Don't you wanna work for an organization like this? So what's the catch? Well, their application process isn't exactly easy or what you would expect. But I don't want you to get discouraged or not apply because you're already self-eliminating or counting yourself out. So that's why we're having this conversation with Boldly Recruitment Manager and Military Spouse Advocate, Devin Drake. We're going to help you better understand how to get hashtag hired at Boldly. I will add that we recorded this conversation in front of a live audience. So what I'm going to do now is play the conversation for you. It's going to be very beneficial for you. And if you're applying at Boldly, don't miss it. Hey, Vert Force, it's your community leader, Kimber Hill, and it's another episode of Tuesday Night Live. So tonight we are going behind the scenes of Boldly's hiring process, and I know that you are going to get a lot out of this video. So many of you participate in the job board and you see Boldly's listings on our job board, so it's incredibly important for you to be aware of how their hiring process works because it's very unique. It's not like any other hiring process I've ever experienced with any of our employment partners. The links to get to the Boldly Milspo career page is in the description. So our guest this evening, something quirky about her, she loves animals and her ultimate dream would be to live on a farm with hundreds of wiener dogs. She's most proud of her son who recently experienced an emergent craniotomy and he is undoubtedly the most genuine 
person she knows, and she is so proud of him. She's been a military brat, a military wife, the mother of a military brat, and has over a decade of experience working as a civilian employee for the military. Right now, she is the recruitment manager and military spouse advocate for Boldly. Everybody, please welcome Devin Drake. Hey, Devin. Hey, Kimber. Thank you so much for having me here tonight. I'm so excited to talk to you about Boldly and to the community. We get a lot of applicants from Workforce, so I'm really excited to share some of the behind the scenes, what we're looking for for those who are interested in applying or maybe those who are interested in reapplying who've maybe applied before in the past. Yeah, we're really excited to have you and to have you here giving us a peek behind the curtain at Boldly. It's definitely one of the hot opportunities constantly circulating in Vertforce, constantly one of those things that the military spouse community is curious about. Yeah, we have we get a lot of questions from the Vertforce community whenever I post on here, so I'm excited to be able to answer some of those here with you live and hopefully clear up any confusion because like you said, we are a little bit unique. So um, if we can educate and help anybody out there, then it's been worth it. Absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into our conversation. Uh, I know that one of the things that's super unique about Boldly is how incredible your benefits are. So you and I were talking about this earlier this week, uh, or maybe it was last week, but some of the things that Boldly offers are just, you know, out of this world for remote work. So could you walk us through what they are? Certainly. We definitely have a lot of benefits. Um, My absolute favorite benefit, and I'm going to go ahead and just throw that out there first, is our team. We don't talk about it enough in our benefits section. And when we talk about benefits, we're typically talking about all of the, you know, the paid time off and those things. And those are great. But in my opinion, the team at Boldly is 100% my favorite benefit. We have a great team. Uh, We do fun things all the time together. We're working on a Halloween collage now. We are going to be working on a Christmas party soon. We are always talking and chatting. It's so much fun. Even though we're remote, we are so close to each other. I'm closer to my team members at Boldly than I've ever been working for somebody actually in the office. We do games, prizes. We do fundraisers together. I mean, if there's a holiday to be celebrated, we will celebrate it virtually. We even did a virtual Easter egg hunt. So lots going on there. amazing. Um, yeah, we also get um, fun company swag. I don't know, you probably can't see it because it's cut off a little bit, but I'm wearing one of my Boldly shirts, one of the one of our swag things that we get, but I have, I have a whole wardrobe of those uh, <laughs> and hats and water bottles and fun things like that. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, some of the other benefits are that it, the positions are W2. So the positions are W2. And, um, you know, in our world, a lot of these types of gigs are, contractors and 1099. So to find somebody right. who's offering a W-2 position is pretty unique. And it is. And our positions offer paid time off. So you get 10 hours a year of paid time off. And then you also get eight paid holidays. And that's for part-time work. So as a part-time employee, you can earn those um, paid time off. And also you get um, you get the opportunity to work part-time. So a lot of people are looking to work part-time and it's hard to find professional level positions that are part-time. And then um, we have the opportunity to become full-time based on experience. But we always let people know that right off the bat, we start part-time. So those are just a few of the benefits that we have here at Boldly. If you do become full-time, then we also offer insurance, medical and um, life insurance. 
So things that are really jumping out to me are that you can earn paid time off as a part-time employee and you will be a W-2 team member as a part-time employee. One other thing that jumps out to me is, I guess if you're applying for Boldly, it's important for you to indicate that you're willing to work part-time as well, right? Because if you're not, since the positions do start part-time, there's there's some misalignment there, right? Absolutely. You know, we're all about making sure that it's a win-win so that we are a good mm-hmm. fit for our team member as well as wanting to bring them on board. We want to make sure that we are the good fit for them. And so part of that is what are your life choices? What are your, I mean, your life goals? What do you want to do? Do you ultimately want to be full-time? Because if you do, then maybe we're not the best fit for you. But if you're looking for part-time work for the long term, then absolutely check us out. Yeah. So on that note, we had talked about the different ways or that Boldly's hiring process is unique. And to me, it kind of sounded like even though you're recruiting for Boldly, that process, that hiring process and how you recruit is a little bit out of your hands due to Boldly's hiring policy. So I would really like for you to kind of tell us what is hiring policy and how does that impact who Boldly can hire and how does it impact your job Yeah, so we always follow a strict hiring policy, and that's because we've really got our hiring down almost to a science where when we adhere to all of the guidelines that we've set forth, then we end up getting this team member who is a perfect match for our company, and we are a perfect Mm -hmm. match for them. So it's come through trial and error of years of hiring people and then realizing that, oh, they really wanted full-time, or we weren't really such a great fit for them, or... And if we bring somebody in who doesn't quite have the um, experience required, then it's not really benefiting them because then they become stressed out and it's too much and it's overwhelming. So we've spent years sort of gearing this down to a science. So Mm -hmm. we do have policy that we look for when we have people apply to join us. And it's more than just experience. There's a lot of things that go into it. And so I'm hoping to share some of that with you today. But when people apply to join us, we can't just bend our policy because they really want us to, you know, they really want to work for Boldly. Oh, I only have five years of experience or uh, whatever the case may be, whatever qualification they're not meeting. There's a reason why we can't move them forward, but we always recommend that they stick with us and please keep us in the back of their mind. And when they do meet those criteria to come back and reapply. Yeah, absolutely. So what is Boldly looking for? So currently we're looking to hire five new team members every single month. And we would love to see those filled with military spouses. Now, we also get a lot of applications. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. We get a lot of applications, but we don't always meet that hiring goal. And the reason Mm -hmm. for that is because even though we get a lot of uh, applications, they're not always qualified or they meet the qualifications, but there's something else that's missing. So there's a whole lot of pieces, like I said, that go into bringing on a new team member with Boldly. And it's not just qualifications. So I encourage anybody who's out there, maybe who's listening, who has heard about us before and you're thinking about applying and you haven't done it yet, um, to check us out because you, you may hear from other spouses that they've applied and they've not gotten through, but there's always a reason why somebody didn't get through, why they were declined. And we always encourage those people to reach out and check back with us because maybe it's something that they can work on and then they can come back and reapply again. I'm so glad that you said that because I... I know that a common theme we've seen in the past few weeks at Vertforce is don't count yourself your don't count yourself out and always be prepared to to give it another try, right? And that's one of the things that 
motivated this conversation tonight. We wanted to bring you to the table to talk about what the hiring process looks like, what is Boldly looking for, and what kind of tweaks candidates can make to ensure that if they didn't get through to Boldly the first time or they didn't get hired the first time, if they'd like to apply again, uh, what kind of tweaks they need to make to their application process. Definitely, because I can tell you right now, I'm sure there's a lot of military spouses within Vertforce that would be great team members and great candidates. Um, but there's just one little thing that they need to tweak to make it through, or maybe they're sitting on the sidelines and they are just too nervous to apply for whatever reason. We recently hired a team member who waited a whole year, a team member from Vertforce who waited a whole year before she applied because she was just nervous. She heard that we had a lot of applications and that our hiring mm -hmm. process was pretty rigorous. And we acknowledge, yes, our hiring process is very thorough and we do get a lot of applications, but we are actively hiring and we don't always meet those hiring goals. So try not to, um, like you said, count yourself out before you've even really tried or applied. Right. Do not self-eliminate, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely give it a go with Boldly. So uh, let me ask you just a personal question. Do you like seeing candidates apply again and again if they really want the position? And does that kind of warm your heart to see people continually trying? Yeah, if they've changed something. So if they've yeah. actually made an effort to uh, fix something or change something, then yes. If yeah. it's reapplying with the same stuff over and over, there's, a, like I said, there's a reason why <laughs> you didn't make it through the first place. So maybe it's worth finding out a little bit more information about what it is that we're looking for in our hiring process and the reason why you didn't make it through. Sometimes yeah. I, I chat with people and they realize that they didn't make it through because of some of the things they put on their application form. They're looking for something that isn't really what we offer. They didn't fully understand what Boldly was mm -hmm. all about. They're looking to work, say, part-time in addition to a full-time position. And they didn't realize that, well, Boldly, you have to be available during business hours. So there was mm -hmm. no way that they could work their full-time position and also work for Boldly. Or just that's just one example. So... On that note, you've just hit on one of my major application rules, life rules in general. Never send you know, the same resume, the same cover letter over and over and over again to the same job or to a spread of jobs, right? I know that it's work to tailor what you're doing, but it's work that's worth it, right? So Definitely. thank you for bringing that up because that, that's a, a good note for all of our listeners. It's worth it. I always tell people that it's worth it to put forth quality over quantity because you can yeah. shoot out 50 applications a week and not get any feedback. But if you slow it down to maybe five a week or 10 a week and you really spend time tailoring it, you have a higher likelihood of getting a response. It shows. We, it shows. And you can tell if somebody's applying and they haven't really put forth a whole lot of effort. And so what will end up happening will be the person who calls you back for, you know, on your application will be the mm -hmm. company who doesn't have a whole lot of applicants. But when there's a lot of applicants involved, they're not, they're going to look you over because you haven't tailored your application or your resume. Yep. And we do have a podcast episode on tailoring. It's in our resume bootcamp series. So you guys hop back a few episodes and check that out to learn how to tailor. All right, I heard that Boldly is growing really fast in 2021 and in 2020. In fact, I think we just added, we had to go into the job board and edit your listings because you added two new states for which you could hire in, which for our listeners, 
When you are a W-2 employee and not a 1099 employee, which boldly only hires W-2 because that's that, that's really what you should be doing in, in with their business model, it is a lot on the back end. There's a lot of legal things that go that go on in the accounting department. Those of you who are in the accounting field, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But the point is, you guys added two new states that you can hire in, W-2 employees. So what I wanted to ask you about is how does that impact who can get hired at Boldly? Like your physical location, where you're living, where you're located, especially as it relates to the Military Spouse Residency Relief Act of 2018? That's a really great question. Um, And I think it's one to really bring up, especially in the military spouse community, because there's some special rules that we get to follow. So as you mentioned, we are currently hiring in two new states. We have a total of 25 states that we're hiring in. The two new states are Arizona and South Carolina. And we opened, yeah, I was really, I was excited about both of those. Honestly, um, Arizona and South Carolina were potential duty stations that we were looking at, but um, we ended up in North Carolina. That's another, that's another story. But um, yeah, so we added those two new states. We have 25 total and we're looking to add more. Uh, We ended up choosing, I'll just go ahead and let you know, kind of a side note here. We ended up choosing Arizona and South Carolina because if you go to our website, you can elect to be notified when we open up hiring in your state. And we had the most people elect from those two states to receive notification. So if you're you're pulling for your state, go on there and um, (laughs) submit it. So because that's what we look at when we're looking at which states to open up. But like you said, in this work that we do, in order to stay compliant with HR laws, our positions have to be W-2. And so Mm -hmm. there is a whole lot of administrative complexity time and cost that go into becoming registered to hire in every single state. We have to learn everything for each state individually. We have to learn the tax laws and the hiring laws and the reference laws and everything for each state individually. Mm-hmm. So as we grow, we're opening up more, but military spouses are special because we fall under the Military Spouse Residency Relief Act. We can apply if we are domiciled in one of the states that we are hiring in. So let me give you an example of what that would mean. If you or your husband or your your spouse, I should say, if you or your um, active duty spouse is domiciled in one of our hiring states, say California, you're from California, that's your home of record, that's where you pay taxes, but you're currently stationed in Nevada and we are not, Nevada is not a hiring state. You can apply to join our team using your residency in California. And this is only for military folks that can do that. And I like to put that in another phrase or another way of thinking because the word domiciled confuses me for some reason. I don't know why, but whenever that word comes up, my brain just goes, bye. (laughs) See you later. Uh, Anyway, so what I like to phrase it as is you can use your permanent address. So if you're stationed in a state that boldly does not hire in, but your permanent address is a state that boldly does hire in, you can use your permanent address to apply for the position. So um, I believe we had this question before and you may not be prepared for the answer because we didn't chat about this beforehand, but if you are going through the application process and say you live in Nevada, but your your permanent residence is California, do you just list yourself as a California resident? Yes, that's exactly. As you apply? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Okay. Good. That's easy. So you just need to list that permanent, list the address or the state that boldly does hire from. 
Exactly. All right. So on that note, I think it might be a good opportunity for us to talk about any mistakes that you see applicants making often. Yeah, this is another good one. And I almost hate to use the term mistakes because another company may okay. do this and think that it's actually really great. But uh-huh. <laughs> like you said, boldly is unique. So these would be um, not the best way to get through if you're looking um, to apply for boldly. And one <laughs> one of the major things is going to be centered around your LinkedIn. So when you think about boldly getting through the front doors, I want you to think of it as sort of like a three-step process to get to an interview. We're looking at your application, we're looking at your LinkedIn, and we're looking at your resume in that order. So your application comes through, and if you meet our basic requirements, then we check your LinkedIn. So it is super important that your LinkedIn is updated. If your LinkedIn is, you can, we can tell you just started it and you have no information there, then we're not going to be able to move forward because it is a pre-screening tool for us. The number of applicants that we receive is so high that it is the most efficient way for us to screen from our end. So I really encourage you to make sure that your LinkedIn is updated. It doesn't have to be super fancy. You don't have to have tons of connections. Just make sure that you have your work history on there and make sure that it mirrors what's on your resume. So a lot of times we see people who apply and it's like, I'm looking at two different people. It's like, did you work here? Did you work here? Were you working here during 1999 to 2005? Or was it 2004 to 2007? Like <laughs> the dates just don't mess, don't match up. So making sure that those, those are accurate. Um, another thing that I see people do a lot are um, in their application form, they don't really say why they want to work remotely. They hide the fact that they're a military spouse or they hide that they're a mom or a caregiver or anything like that. But when you're applying for a remote position, if you haven't applied for a remote position before, we're kind of like a different breed almost than applying for a typical in-person position. All of the things that you have been taught that to hide are actually really huge assets in the remote space because to us it means you have a reason for needing to work remote and you're not going to leave us to go back to work into the office, right? So military spouses, um, moms, caregivers, anybody who has a need to really work remote, um, put that in there. And in our application, we actually have a dropdown where you can select your military spouse. And we look at every single military spouse who applies to join Boldly because we find that military spouses make the best candidates. They have all of these soft skills that you are really difficult to teach. We just are sort of ingrained with them. All of the moves that we've had to do and putting up with everything within the military life, we're yep. flexible and adaptable. And I'm sure you've talked about this with your audience many times. So um, being a military spouse in the Boldly space is a huge asset. So make sure that you're marking that down. Um, other mistakes I see are in, incorrect um, information or spelling things incorrectly. Uh, I actually mm-hmm. have a long list of different ways that people have spelled boldly. <laughs> it, it, you know, <laughs> And it's not just that, but attention to detail is really big in our world because we are, when you look at boldly, there's many different types of organizations who do what we do, but we are the premium service that does what we do. So because we are the premium, we have to be the best of the best and we hire the best. And that means that we need you to pay attention to detail. So double check the application. If it's 5, 6 p.m. and you're tired and you're hungry and this is your 20th application you've submitted for the day, 
you probably shouldn't submit your application right away. <laughs> Wait till the next day when you are well rested. Give it a second look. Make sure that you haven't misspelled anything um, because that, that can go a really long way in, in getting you moved forward. Um, let's see. Oh, another one. I actually made some notes here, so I wouldn't forget okay. any of them for yeah. all the people who are listening. Cause I want to give you guys, um, all the tips that I can, because like I said, I would just love to see some more military spouses come through and be hired at boldly. Um, but I want to talk about pro career progression and putting that on your resume. So we have a lot of people who apply to join us who are managerial level or directorate level, Mm -hmm. And um, they don't make it through. And then what I'll see is they're, why didn't I get it through? Because I meet the qualifications. But if we don't see on your resume mm -hmm. that you have, let, let's say they were applying for the executive assistant position, but they didn't put any executive assistant type work on their resume, mm -hmm. then there's not, I mean, we can't read between the lines. We have a thousand other applications to look through. We can't read between the lines for each and every one of them. So if you are a manager or a director or you've worked your way up and you're looking at applying to Boldly, make sure that you put on there the steps that you've had in between the way. If you started right. off as the executive assistant or the secretary or the administrative assistant or you've worked your way up to the position you are in now, put those positions on your resume as well so we can see that sort of progression. And don't forget to leave off the experience that you did or the skills that you learned while you're in that job. So... This is another piece where I think boldly tends to be a little unique in that mm -hmm. you go maybe to a career advisor. They're going to tell you on your on your resume to put um, overall highlights, like I saved the company a million dollars by inventing this system or something like that. <laughs> but we want to know all of the things that you did during the day. Did you do email management? Did you do scheduling? Did you do calendar management? Mm -hmm. Did you order office supplies? Did you do travel planning? Like all of those basic things. We need, to, we need to see that on there. So make sure that when you are looking at the bigger picture that you're not leaving off those, those really, really important pieces on, on your resume. Um, let's see. I think I had another one in here. Oh, yeah, I really um, like that you brought up career progression. I think that's a common misconception on a lot of the managerial and kind of middle management people who are joining you or who are applying in general. It's okay to show that you started somewhere. In fact, it's very beneficial to show that you've stuck with one career field or maybe even one kind of theme throughout your career and you've grown with it. It says more about where you are now. Yeah, or if even if you've like worked your way and you have a different title, um, mm -hmm. ask yourself if you were somebody else looking in, would they understand, would they be able to see your title immediately and understand what you, you did? Mm -hmm. And I, I mentioned, you mentioned earlier in my intro that I worked for the government for over a decade and I had some crazy titles working for the government, right? So I yeah. was a meth prevention specialist, a FAP prevention specialist, an exceptional family member program specialist, like all these titles uh -huh. in the civilian world that doesn't make sense. But when I can convert it to civilian terms, when I can say, oh, I did marketing and outreach, that's what I did. Right. That's, you know, simplify mm -hmm. it for the person reading, um, reading your resume. And the other thing that I wanted to point out was one of the things that we also see is people not being prepared for their online interview. And then this is sort of the next step. If you make it through that application LinkedIn resume piece, the next mm -hmm. step is going to be an interview. And we see people who make it there and they've, they've, um, Join to the interview. We've seen people join interviews in a closet. I've seen them join curled up on a couch. Mm -hmm. um, so we it, just treat it like you would as if you were going in the office. We treat it that way. It's really important to us. So we want to. We want you to show that it's really important to you. 
So let me take a moment right here and plug some resources that Vertforce offers that can help you. So when we talk about demonstrating career progression and we talk about uh, maybe tweaking your job title on your resume or on your LinkedIn if it's not something that immediately communicates the theme of your career, I want you to go back to our resume bootcamp series and listen to those episodes. Uh, we will actually plug the exact show for you in the show notes of this episode because we talked to you about how to do that, when it's appropriate, when it's kind of not appropriate. So pay attention to how you market yourself and Resume Bootcamp, that free series, will help you do that. Now, when Devin is talking about showing up to your interview on your couch or from your car or in a closet, uh, you guys know we have How to Ace Your Virtual Interview. You know it is our free 30-minute course that covers how to ace your virtual interview. And I would just be heartbroken if any of you went to an interview with Boldly and did not do this 30-minute course. So we will also link How to Ace Your Virtual Interview in the show notes. Yes, it is 30 minutes. It is designed for you to review it in case your interview is in an hour and you have one hour to prepare for your interview. So it, it's meant to be very short and sweet. So thank you for bringing those things up because I, I know that these are things that Boldly is seeing that need to be tweaked, but I know it, they're also themes that we've seen since we've started Vertforce. Uh, every, kind of common trends of little little tiny mistakes that you're making in your application process, but you, there's no room for error for those tiny mistakes when you're applying with Boldly. So I'm glad that you brought those up and so we can address them and help the whole Vertforce organization and talent community understand uh, how they can be better. And the last thing I want to say is like recapping what I love about your process and what's so unique is you do application first, boldly application first, right? So they have to get through the boldly application first. Then if they get through that, you'll look at their LinkedIn. Yes. If the LinkedIn is up to par, then you'll look at their resume, right? Yes. I just think that's, it's, it's interesting and it's important for our, our candidates to understand that and know how important your, your company application is because I know I'm guilty of flying through applications just because I know it's not going to get looked at. I know that all they really want to see is my resume. Um, so, you know, you, it's very clear and it's very easy to make mistakes on an application. But I think it's important for the community to understand that you can't make mistakes on the Boldly app. You have to have your LinkedIn ready to go. And your resume also has to be sublime. Right. And I mean, I've been there too, where I've had like my my answers sort of on a document where I just copy and paste them and put them over. Yeah. Um, but then I started working on this side of things and I and I see what a difference it makes to really just take the time to tailor it because that extra 30 minutes or an hour could be the difference in you getting through the door and and being overlooked because you made spelling mistakes or um, mm -hmm. another another re recommendation is to show why you want to work for the company that you're applying for so if you're applying for boldly and you're filling out the application are you mentioning boldly in the answers are you mentioning why you want to work for us um, or is it just you know simple one-liners are you explaining yourself or are you just talking simply what, what the benefit is for you or are you sharing what the benefit is for you and the company? This is Brittany and Leslie from the Mill Spouse Coffee House podcast. 
You're listening to the Vertforce podcast. This podcast helps you on your career journey, no matter where you are. So after you have taken that journey and you are tired and you need to laugh, come on over to Mill Spouse Coffee House where we're serving up laughs. <laughs> after you've listened to Vertforce podcast where they can help you, you can bring your resume to us and we'll give you unprofessional advice. Find the Mill Spouse Coffee House podcast on your favorite podcast playing platform. You can also visit our website at millspousecoffeehouse.com. And now back to Kimber and the Vert Force team. Need help with your resume? Vert Force has your back. Listen to our Resume Bootcamp series, which covers episodes 47 through 60 of this show. Play them in chronological order to build a winning resume tailored to the virtual job market. Resume Bootcamp also offers a subscription-based online course and private community. Learn how you can opt in to our live trainings and resume critiques at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. All right, so we talked about some of the mistakes and I know you've mentioned some of the quick fixes that will help help our candidates get to the next step in Boldly's hiring process. Is there anything else you want to add there on what are the quick tweaks? What are the things that we need to be paying attention to or, you know, something that could do that we could do quickly as a candidate that would automatically give us a leg up in the Boldly hiring process? Yeah, so really that LinkedIn is going to be key. And um, a lot of people are reluctant to hear, to, you know, to update their up their LinkedIn for, for some reason, there's still some people who just are anti LinkedIn. But if you're looking to work for a remote organization, I cannot stress to you enough the importance of LinkedIn, because it is the cornerstone of your online social professional presence. And it's really a great place for you to highlight yourself. It's just as important as your resume in my eyes. And um, not only is it a great place for you to highlight yourself, but it's also a really great place for you to connect with other people. I heard about my job at Boldly um, from LinkedIn and my job that I had prior to this, I heard about it from LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is really, really important. I love that. I'm really glad that you brought it up because it gives me a brief moment to just tell our audience in 2021, we're bringing you a LinkedIn series. So uh, that will be after the holiday season and it'll be the first thing we bring back to you in 2021. And I'm excited. It's releasing near this boldly episode. So hopefully if you're listening to this now or you're listening to this in a few months, you can actually leave this episode and go check out our link, check out our LinkedIn series to help you become a better boldly candidate. That is so great. I see the question that came through. Do you want to read it or? Yeah. (laughs) Let's bring that on screen. Mel Ocampo says, what would be your advice if there are gaps in the resume? Yeah, I'm I'm really glad you brought this question up because I feel like it's something I should have addressed and I didn't. Um, So for... I'm going to speak for boldly, um, but I would think that the general population would agree. We don't care if there are gaps in your resume. We understand that life happens. You're a military spouse and it takes you six months to get a job. There's a gap in your resume. You have a baby and you take the year off, two years off, three years off, five years off. We understand that. We are all about work-life balance and we understand that sometimes you need to take a break and for whatever reason, um, there may be a gap. What we do care about though are if you tried to fill that gap with little bitty jobs 
just to get by. So let's say you took a three month job here and you didn't like it. And then you took another job for six months and you didn't like that one either. And then you, then you took another one for three months and you didn't like that one. So then your resume shows that you are hopping around when you do have a position. What I would encourage you to do is during that resume gap, if it's, if you're filling out your resume and you have a gap, just put why you could say, I took three years off here or five years off here to raise my children, or I took seven years off right now here to be a caregiver for my mother or to go to school or whatever it is you did. If you did something in that time, like go to school, um, put that on your, on your resume, let us know what it is that you did. But gaps are not a big deal for us. What is a big deal is when we see people who have multiple positions for less than a year, because then it shows um, that the longevity isn't there. So that's really important. For military spouses, we completely understand that you guys, you know, we move around a lot. We get it. Uh, my resume has, I think, every two years until I joined Bola, it was like, it took me, you know, six months, literally, I think is what it took on average for me to get a job. So about two, every two and a half years. We understand that. And, and, and really a year or anything longer than a year is fine. But what I'm talking about is when you are, you just get to a new duty station and you feel like you can't have a gap in your resume. So you take the first thing you can get knowing good and well that as soon as something better comes along, you're going to leave this job. And so you're only with that job for a short period of time. And then that's on your resume. And I think the key here for our listener is this is boldly specific advice. So when you are applying for boldly, you should know that you're applying for a military spouse friendly organization, probably more so extreme friendly than other employers that you would find. I mean, look at who we're talking to. We're talking to Devin Drake. She is the mill spouse advocate at Boldly. What other companies have a a dedicated position to advocating for military spouses? So if, if you're applying, you're marking yourself as a vert force referral, you're marking yourself uh, as a mill spouse, you know, you're already kind of in Devin's space. You're already in that space where your your application is going to go in front of her. So thank you for sharing that, Devin. And, and thank you for just being open and transparent. It, it is okay to have a resume gap. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing that up, Mel. Yeah, that was a uh, really we have a, Go ahead. I was just saying that was a really great question. I'm glad she asked it. We have another comment, which is just great tips. Thank you. So <laughs> to throw that one on screen for us, keep your questions rolling in. We are still, we're, we've still got a few more things to talk about with Boldly before we wrap up tonight. But if you have questions, put them on screen for us. Okay. Let's see here. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to bring up on those quick fixes is that, uh, We've, we've been talking about being open, that you are affiliated with the military or that you are a military spouse. I also want to encourage our listeners to be open about being a vert force referral. Uh, all of, all male spouses get looked at at Boldly, period, but I also know all vert force referrals get looked at. So be sure that you are demonstrating seven years of work experience and that you want to work part-time and that you are a vert force referral. I think that these are things that will help you in the long run. Yeah, just some couple of things I'll say. I'll, I want to tap onto that really quick. Um, okay. We are really big supporters in the military spouse community. And um, we are actually named one of the top 10 military spouse employers for 2021, which we're really excited Ooh. about. 
That's yeah. amazing. We have um, a quarter of our team are military spouses and 60% of our leadership. So those who have worked their way up to management level positions, they're military spouses. And like I said, we want to bring on more. Um, so, but, you know, we also can't hire everyone at the same time. <laughs> we would love to hire all, I think, 26, 27,000 of the workforce community. We don't have the capacity to hire everyone. So it's really important to make sure that you're, um, you're looking at the qualifications as well. Um, before you apply. So look at our page really thoroughly. The FAQs is a great place to start. For Vertforce, like Kimber said, every single person who applies from Vertforce or any military spouse in general, but um, you can, you, there's a spot on our application form to select where you heard about our position. Every single person gets looked at. Uh, we don't, it's not a machine. Um, people think that there's a magical machine. That's why we do the process of looking at the LinkedIn first because we first because we have a person who is actively reviewing every single one of your <laughs> resumes. So um, make sure that you mark that you've heard of the job from Vertforce. And I will also just throw this in there. Um, Vertforce is the number one, when, you, when we look at the number of applicants we receive and the number of hires we make, we make the largest percent of our hires in the Vertforce community. That's such an amazing piece of feedback for our talent community and the community that we're growing here at Vertforce. So let me just say kudos to all of you who have applied for Boldly through Vertforce. Kudos to you for getting hired. And what I love, I kind of call my nickname for this is being a Vertforce vigilante. Mm -hmm. um, being a Vertforce vigilante means that because of how you represent yourself in the workplace, because of your character and what you bring to the table, um, and because you've indicated you've come from this community, you are de facto advocating for other military spouses. And, you know, we're a big hub here at Vertforce. There are other groups and um, other on-site organizations who kind of do what we do. But, you know, we do what we do virtually and try to bring everyone together virtually and try to bring everyone together to get them in front of remote jobs. So I just want to say thank you for everyone from Vertforce who's working at Boldly for being Vertforce vigilantes and kind of being the boots on the virtual ground to draw more attention back to the Vertforce community because there's still, you know, 20 something thousand other people in our community who are looking for jobs. So uh, that's important and be proud of that. If you're a part of Vertforce and you came from Vertforce, be proud of that. All right, I have another question for you, Devin. So um, why? I hear a lot that sometimes candidates won't make it all the way through the hiring process. So why don't those candidates who make it to the very last step of the hiring process, why do they not get hired? Something came up um, and it usually, it usually happens in the reference stage. Um, it doesn't happen very often. Most of the time, you know, Boldly is a very transparent organization. So if you look at our website, for example, you are going to, you can see automatically exactly what we're looking for. The requirements, exactly how much money you're going to make. We we put everything out there, and we're that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is being transparent in all of our communications throughout our company as a whole. So if you've made it all the way to the very very end, um, you've done everything right every step of the way, but in the very end something happened, and a lot of times that just has to do with references. Sometimes we have. We ask one of our last steps is we ask for three professional references, and they can't be family members or friends. And sometimes those references just don't pan out for whatever reason. A friend was submitted or um, the reference um, 
they weren't able to give three references or uh, something happened along the lines um, around the reference stage is usually what ends up happening at the very, very end. A couple other things that could happen, um, it, the applicant could have said some things where we realized that, oh, we're not, we're probably not a great fit for you. And we talk it out. Um, for example, we recently had somebody who um, they had a change in situation with their husband's work and they realized that they really need full time. Um, their husband had to cut hours because of COVID coming to work for us. You know, we couldn't promise them that they would get full time hours. So we want to be upfront and transparent with that. Like we can't guarantee that. And if that's what you need for your family's financial stability, we probably don't want to bring you on board. That's not, I mean, that's, you're, that's not going to be a good fit for you. Um, so that, those would be the main reasons there when we get to the end. Another one I'll say is just to make sure that you're always kind in your, uh, your communications with, with our applications team, because it is, a, it is a very thorough process. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of back and forth. Um, but if people start to get irritated or rude, uh, we are a company that is built on kindness. And so we're looking for people who show those values. I, I really appreciate you saying that. I think we need to always strive to treat others the way that we want to be treated. But what we don't understand about that too is sometimes the way that you type something can be misread uh, or it can give off uh, vibes, just on or negative vibes or neutral vibes or frustrated vibes if you rush through it quickly. And I think we often find ourselves rushing through things on a daily basis because we're so slammed, but I just want to encourage all of our listeners to take your time, slow down, think about your response. You know, if you're headed to the grocery store, you're about to walk in Publix and you get an email from a hiring manager, just wait, just wait till you get home to respond. You don't have to do it from your car and reread that email, reread that email, reread your response, say it out loud, just make sure that there's no room for, for error there. So I think that we should talk about um, the different types of jobs that Boldly currently has open okay, and what experience our interested candidates need to have. Okay. So we currently have four positions open. Um, we are hiring for an executive assistant, a marketing and social media specialist, a legal assistant, and a project manager. We always have those four positions open. We have a wait list for clients. We cannot keep up with the clients that we have. We are... That's why you will see our postings on Vertforce <laughs> every single month because we need to bring more people in um, and we are actively hiring. Now, the job that is the most popular is the executive assistant. And when I say most popular, I mean in terms of what the client is requesting. So we tend to fill more executive assistant roles than any other role that we have. Okay. Um, for the executive assistant, we're looking for your typical administrative type duties. We're looking for somebody who has supported someone else. We're not looking, uh, you know, if you've applied to to um, be an executive assistant and you've spent 15 years as a teacher or 15 years as a director of something um, and you've never supported anyone else, uh, you don't have experience supporting anyone else. So we, we need you to lay that out on your resume. What experience have you had where you were not the person in charge? You were the person who was supporting someone else. Because at Boldly, that's what we are all about. We're all about helping other people. And um, we want to see that you've been able to support someone and help someone and not have to be the person that needed the support, needed the help. Put those simple... Uh, those simple skills on there that I mentioned before, it seems silly, but we put down that you've got email management skills, calendaring skills, scheduling skills, travel management skills, all those little things that you did. 
it's great that you, you know, helped plan the company holiday party and had a $12.5 million budget. That's great. But the majority of our clients don't care. They don't need, or they don't, they're not going to have that. They need to know what you can do every single day for them. So putting mm -hmm. those on, on your resume is going to be key. The second position, the marketing and social media specialist, is um, not, it's not graphic design. So we have a lot of people who apply thinking they're primarily looking for graphic design. So it's not a graphic design type position. It's a whole lot of social media. It's editing. It's blog writing. It's um, creating copy for social media content creation. Our legal assistant position is very much like our executive assistant position, except for it's more on the legal side. So you're not going to be giving any type of legal advice. You don't have to be a paralegal, um, but just a good familiarity with working for an attorney would be great. And then for the project manager, you're going to be uh, managing pre projects from the start uh, to and seeing it all the way through to the end. So it also has a lot of the executive assistant type skills where you're going to be managing emails and different um, organizations and companies to make sure that all the moving pieces stay in, in on budget and on time. Once again, you don't have to have a project manager, a, um, a PMP certification. You don't have to have a degree. Um, we're not looking for a bachelor's degree and a, an associate's degree and master's degree. Um, those are great. We have a lot of team members with multiple master's degrees. We have a lot of team members who have no degrees at all. What we're looking for is experience. So you do have to have a minimum of seven years of experience to apply for these positions. You can, um, that experience has to be professional experience, can be volunteer work, um, but we do not count education. So an MBA could not count as two of your seven years or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. It does have to be direct experience. And the, once again, the reason for that, I mentioned it earlier, is that there's a lot of people who do what we do, but we are the premium version of everything. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we do not provide training in how to do the job. We expect you to know how to already. And it really wouldn't be doing the team member a service if we brought them on board and they had never been an executive assistant. And then all of a sudden we have them supporting the CEO of Apple or Amazon or whatever, you know, some big company, they would be overwhelmed and we don't want to overwhelm right. you. We want this to be a great win-win relationship. We want you to be happy and thriving when you come to work and excited. So we do require a minimum of seven years of experience. If you don't have that experience yet, we encourage you to check back when you do, uh, see what else you can do to get some experience in the meantime in those areas. Thank you so much for going into such detail. So just recapping, the project manager position is, is what kind of project management is this? Is this IT? Because I see a lot of people posting online, remote project management, IT, IT jobs. Yeah, this is not IT. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I feel like I say that every time. I honestly feel like I, I could talk about boldly forever because I love it so yeah. much. As a military spouse, it's just been a game changer for me in my career. But mm -hmm. um, our project manager is not IT related. Uh, we are across every industry that you can think of. And that's not just for our project management roles. It is for all of our roles. We have every single industry, but none of it is tech specific. So um, so everything but tech. Right. So, but we do have, um, for example, when I was supporting clients, I supported a cybersecurity firm. So we do have, mm -hmm. we do have things in that area, but we're not looking for IT project managers. They're almost like a whole different um, genre of job in themselves. <laughs> Understood. So when you say every different industry, are we talking construction, education, you know, 
what types of industries are is it really as inclusive as you're letting on? Yes. So we have construction, we have universities, we have, you can see some of the bigger names. If you go to our website, you'll see like the, the Facebook and Apple and, and those. Right. Um, we have a lot of small businesses that you don't see. So we have interior designers. I supported an interior designer one time who was in oh, the Hamptons. It was so much fun. Um, she was based in the Hamptons and um, did uh-huh. a lot of work for HGTV. So it was super cool to get a behind the scenes look. Yeah. Um, I've supported a life coach school before and it's a very well-known life coach school that makes millions of dollars. It was such a great um, experience because you get to see the inner workings of their company. Um, so we have cybersecurity. I mean, we have we have angel investors. If you know what that is, that's kind of like Shark Tank type stuff. Uh, literally, industries across the board, and it's really great. It's such a good learning experience and growth experience as a professional. Mm-hmm. I think in my first year of working at Boldly, I learned fifteen different applications in that first year alone, because every business is doing something different. Um, and we, we tend to take um, our business, we, we keep them very confidential, which is why I tend to speak in industry specific terms instead of naming businesses specifically, because there are times when we support competitors and we want our, our clients to know that, you know, we're confidential when we're working for you, we're working only for you, we're dedicated to you. And then when we have time dedicated for our other clients, we're working only for them and we're not sharing information. I like that. Uh, it, it makes your client feel that they can trust you, really lean into you, lean into your staffing services, and you trust the team that you put together for them or the or the person that you assign to them. Exactly. And we really do have the best clients. They're just such good people. They're so amazing. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. <laughs> that is really, truly great to hear because yeah, who wants to work with people who are not amazing? <laughs> Nobody. And who wants to work with people who are amazing? Everybody. Everybody. We all, we all want to work with amazing people, which is why I love working with Boldly, too. I always have such a good experience whenever our paths cross and we collaborate. And so I want to draw back really quick to one thing that you said, hiring. You said you can't keep up with the wait list of clients that you have. So listener, when you head over to the Vertforce job board and you see that Boldly is there every single month. That's not because we forgot to take the listing down or it's not because um, they're just trying to catch all applicants. They are trying to make hires every month so that they can work through their client wait list. And that's so important. Do you understand how critical that is for you and your happiness as an employee to work for a company who has so much business <laughs> that they have to say no they have to intentionally be slow and and kind of gently work through that list. That's amazing. What what does that say about their company culture? What does that say about the environment that you would be stepping into? It says very positive things. It should give you very good vibes and make you very excited. Okay. So we did have one question and, and we had a couple of questions roll through. Michelle Corbett asks, how did you use your LinkedIn network to find your job at Boldly? So somebody actually reached out to me. Um, This was many years ago before Boldly was Boldly. We used to be Worldwide 101, and we rebranded about a year and a half ago. But um, somebody in my network reached out to me and shared with me a job board. And I went on the job board, and there was a position there with Worldwide 101, and that's where I found it. 
Um, my advice for LinkedIn is maybe not the best advice. Um, I tend to be the person that connects with everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I know, you know, there's, uh, there tends to be two, two types of people on LinkedIn, those who say don't connect with everyone to make your decisions very strategic, and those who say connect with everyone you can. And um, mine was connect with everyone you can. That's the, <laughs> that's the approach I took. And I ended mm-hmm. up connecting with somebody along the way who um, shared a military spouse job board with me. And uh, that job board actually is no longer um, an active job board. But that's how I found out about uh, my, my previous position was on there. And um, I was working for a company that wasn't doing so well financially. So I had to find another role. And then I looked on there again. And then I saw Boldly. And um, nice. that, that, that's how that happened. I found it. Yes. All right. Our next and last question is, what have you previously applied and made it through the first interview, but you didn't get selected to go forward? Should you reapply? Absolutely. Um, You're always welcome to reapply. I would recommend, first of all, to, if you haven't already, to check back in with our applications team and see if they could provide any feedback for you Mm -hmm. um, on why you weren't selected to move forward. Because um, that will be helpful in knowing and knowing the reason why. If you made it past the first interview, then um, you know it could have just been timing. It could have been that we it wasn't a good fit. So f- first of all, asking and finding out why, um, and maybe updating your resume or your application um, or your LinkedIn before you reapply. And also, I would make sure to wait um, three months. So we keep everything on file for three months. So we could always reach back out to you if we needed to. But um, if it's been after three months, then I would definitely recommend reapplying and, you know, submitting an updated resume. But first, check with the applications team and find out why you weren't selected to move forward. See if they can give you any feedback. Sometimes they can't because there is a large influx of people that come through. Um, but depending on your situation, a lot of times they're able to provide you with some guidance on what you can do. And I would add, listen to this full conversation. If you didn't tune in from the beginning, we've talked for about 50 minutes. (laughs) Sorry, listener. (laughs) Sorry, Bert Force. But hopefully, or no, not hopefully, definitely the things that we're discussing are going to help our candidates. So um, listen to this full conversation if you haven't caught the full thing, because Devin has been dropping little gold nuggets of application strategy for Boldly since she started talking. So um, there's maybe something in here that you didn't do before that you could do the second time that would help you. All right, Devin, is there anything else you want to add this evening before we wrap up our convo? Um, The last thing I'll just add is that uh, when you apply to join Boldly, we are a W-2 position. So we are not a job platform. And basically what that means is that you start working with clients right away. We don't, you don't join our team and then we put you on a board to then apply for jobs. And the reason that's so important, um, there's a couple of reasons, but the main reason that's so important is uh, we're, not just, we're not just bringing every single person in that applies because each person that comes on board is gonna be a team member and they're gonna be working with clients immediately. Um, so it's great. Uh, for you to get started right away that you can get going but just keep that in mind so that you know that when you apply it's not you know I'm applying I'm logging in to become a part of a job board where I can then be connected with people we do all the matching and everything in-house once you're selected to move um, forward so when you are doing that matching do you already you know who you're hiring for like for example say you were interviewing me for a position and you're interviewing me and you think, oh, I think Kimber would be a great fit for, 
Aquafina. Uh, so we're, we're lining her up to be a project manager for Aquafina. Is that how it works? Or are you really just looking for a good cultural fit first? And, and then once you have them, you pair them? We look for a good cultural fit first. And then once they're on board, then we pair them up with a client. Uh, so okay. sometimes, occasionally, we have a client that's like, in the pipeline who's coming in and we have an applicant that's coming in at the exact same time and it's like synergy like they were like meant to be together but um, mm-hmm. that, we're not typically looking for people who you know will fit great with Aquafina we're looking for people who <laughs> work well with our with boldly and would fit our company culture and then once they're on board then we connect them with clients that we have right and I'm in no way insinuating <laughs> Aquafina is a boldly client that's just <laughs> The first thing that came to mind. Are you drink, are you drinking an Aquafina water right now? I'm actually drinking Dasani, so I don't know why I said Aquafina. I think Aquafina is my favorite. Um, that's funny. That was that was good. You came off at the top of your head really quick. So okay. <laughs> thank you. All right. So thank you so much, Vertforce, for tuning in to this thorough, in-depth conversation about our amazing employment partner, Boldly. They've been an employment partner with us for over a year, and I think Boldly was one of our first ever live streams that we did on our Facebook group back when they were Worldwide 101. So I love our relationship with Boldly, and I love hearing about Vertforce candidates who get hired there. So I'm going to drop some links for you now verbally, and I'm also going to put these in the show notes for you. Uh, So thank you so much, Devin, for being here. If you want to get in touch with Devin, uh, you can find her on LinkedIn. You can also find find Boldly on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash work boldly. You can also head over to boldly.com. We have a special link that we want, want you to use, which is just bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen boldly. That's going to take you directly to the uh, boldly Milspo job page. So we're going to put that in the description of this video and the job, excuse me, in the description of this video and in the show notes. So you can go tour what their experience is like, what their hiring experience is like for mill spouses specifically. All right. Thanks so much for your time, Devin, and happy Tuesday Night Live, everybody. We will catch you all again this time next week. Oh, wait. Hang on. Do you require U.S. citizenship? Question came in late. Yes, that is something that we do require, or you have to be certified to work in this in this um, uh, the country that you live in. So we, we hire in the United States and we hire in the U.K. So if you are certified to work in the United States and you're in your Um, you can pay taxes in one of the states that we're hiring in and you're good. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you all all for tuning in. All right. Have a great Tuesday night, everybody. Catch you all next week. Bye-bye. All right, Vert Force. That is it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate our podcast, and leave us a review. We really love hearing from you. If you need to find the show notes, which include all of the resources we discussed in this episode, you can find those at vertforce.us. Guys, I'm serious when I say we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode or a question, email us at support at As a reminder, 
All content associated with the VertForce podcast is the intellectual property of VertForce LLC. All right, catch you next week.